Okay, I admit it. I'll come clean. I have had a passion for radio since I can remember. And that is more than 65 years ago. And believe me, I'm very grateful that I can remember that far back, especially since I can't remember when I go into a room why I went in there. And that includes the bathroom. But I digress. Hi, I'm John Lovering, the producer of Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. An opportunity to share my passion for old-time radio programming with people that have a similar passion, and perhaps many who were not even born when radio was the only immediate mass media that existed. My passion for radio expands beyond the radio programs. I'm an amateur, extra-class radio operator, call sign KC1XG, and though I have not been very active on ham radio in the past few years, I did expand my interest into the restoration of old radios about 30 years ago and have restored over 150 old tube radios. Unfortunately, a medical condition, a pacemaker, has made working on high-voltage radios with strong magnetic fields something that I can no longer safely do. So I have come full circle back to the programs that were heard over the radios. Hence, Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. Volunteering as a radio host on Portsmouth Community Radio for 13 years, doing a two-hour show every week called Portsmouth Community Radio Audio Theater gave me the opportunity to share my passion with a fairly local audience. And then along came the internet and podcasting, and here I am. I now volunteer as a video and audio editor at a local public media TV station, but the passion for radio is still there. I have always been interested in the history of the development of radio, and during my tenure on Portsmouth Community Radio, I did a series where I had a chance to focus attention to the history of radio. How did it begin? What was the first commercial radio station? Who was considered the father of radio? What roles did people like Lee DeForest, Nikola Tesla, Thomas Edison, Nathan Stubblefield, bet you never heard of him, Edwin Armstrong, David Sarnoff, Marconi, and so many more play in the technical development of radio. Oh, I suppose for most it's not important, but some amazingly intelligent and talented people laid the groundwork for every computer chip, SSD drive, transistor, vacuum tube, 4K television, smartphone, and the list goes on and on and on, because the principles of electricity and electromagnetic waves that they discovered and the equipment they invented from vacuum tubes to transistors, computer chips, circuit boards, and so much more, has made everything we have in the field of communication today possible. On this track, you will hear one of the few recordings that I played on Portsmouth Community Radio in January of 2010, entitled, From Wireless to Radio, Moments of the History of Radio. There are several tracks available in the playlist, History of Radio, on this podcast. I thank you for listening. And I appreciate the privilege of your time. Portsmouth Community Radio Audio Theater presents Wireless to Radio, a series of audio history highlights about the development of radio in America. In 1923, radio or wireless, as it was called then, changed the concept of home entertainment forever. This series will tell you about the people and the technology that made it all happen.
In our last segment, we highlighted KDKA in Pittsburgh as the first commercial broadcast station in 1920. But the history of radio is not crystal clear. KDKA was owned by Westinghouse Electric, whose founder, George Westinghouse, was the first owner of an electric company to use alternating current, or AC, in the production of electricity. Alternating current is what we use today to supply electricity to homes and industry, but back in the late 1800s there was a battle going on between direct current, or DC, which was touted by Thomas Edison, and alternating current, which was equally recommended by Nikola Tesla. Now Tesla was a personal friend of George Westinghouse, and he held the patent on generating alternating current as well as a patent on wireless transmission. Now, there were other stations on the air prior to KDKA, but they were not considered commercial stations. In early 1920, there was a Detroit station using the call letters 8MK that also broadcast election returns. That station later became WWJ. In 1912, eight years before KDKA, Charles David Herald began regular and continuous broadcasts of music and information in San Jose, California. That amateur station became KOW, then eventually KCBS. In 1913, the physics department at Iowa State University began wireless demonstrations, doing one such demonstration at the 1915 Iowa State Fair as station 9YI, and later WOI. And the University of Wisconsin in Madison did voice and music transmissions in 1917 with their amateur station known as 9XM, later WHA. Okay, so who was the father of radio? That's a loaded question, for most historians now believe radio had many fathers. It took the research and inventiveness of many people to develop and refine the technology that led to consistent and fairly good quality radio signals. Without that, there would not have been a listening audience. Guillermo Marconi is traditionally credited with being the father of radio, but it seems he was probably the most industrious, highly inventive, and probably had the strongest and most successful entrepreneurial spirit of any of the radio fathers. He made outstanding commercial application for wireless technology. However, Nikola Tesla, who had exhibited wireless technology at a lecture in 1893 and received a patent for it in 1898, preceded Marconi's patent of 1900. In fact, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 1943 that Nikola Tesla was the father of radio. Tesla's main purpose, however, was not communications, but rather the generation and distribution of electricity. And then there were scientists, Oliver Lodge and John Stone, whom the Supreme Court also ruled had been infringed upon by Marconi. So perhaps Lodge and Stone should receive equal credit as the fathers of radio. We mustn't forget Nathaniel Stubblefield, who demonstrated wireless in 1892. He lived in Murray, Kentucky. And if you travel there now, you'll find a plaque honoring Stubblefield with the Murray, Kentucky birthplace of radio on the plaque. It could be that this forward-thinking farmer from Kentucky was a head of intellects like Edison, Marconi, and Tesla. Other scientists included Alexander Graham Bell, Trowbridge, Lee DeForest, Edwin Armstrong, Dolbear, Charles Harold, Phelps, Woods. Well, though the question as to who did what when is minuscule compared to the fact that what these inventors and technical geniuses did was change the world we live in today. Every form of electronic entertainment and communication started with the development of someone's ideas and theories. And it is all a remarkable story that we will continue in our next segment 
of Wireless to Radio Moments in History on Portsmouth Community Radio's Audio Theater.